Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Janice Tunnell, for today, Sunday, September 10th. Thank you guys for tuning in. We're glad to have you here tonight. Um, just want to remind you, if you have a question or a comment for us or for our guests, please give us a call at 914-803-4399. Again, that number is 914-803-4399. Um, Denise will also be over there on Twitter. Um, and she could tell you a little bit more about that. So I'm going to bring Denise in so she can greet you. And I think she may have some beauty news. Good evening, everyone, and thank you all for joining um, tonight. And um, stay tuned for a wonderful guest. I'm so excited. I can't, uh, I can't wait to get started tonight. But just really quickly, um, it's the last call for um, some. Uh, Wednesday sessions that James Vincent of the Powder Group is doing. Um, James Vincent and his summer series, Social Media, Editorial Development, and Kit Building. Um, <clears throat> these sessions will uh, be on three Wednesday afternoons in this month of September. Um, that will change so much about your business and career. Um, all sessions are at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with a two-week rewatch. Program details and session descriptions can be found on the Powder Group website. That's thepowdergroup.com. The first session starting this Wednesday, September 13th at 4 p.m. What's your Insta? I am in social media. Next session is September 20th, developing editorial. And the last session is building a better makeup kit. It's Wednesday, September 27th. Again, they're all taking place at 4 p.m each of those Wednesdays, 13th, 20th, and 27th. Again, program details and registration information can be found on thepowdergroup.com. If you are the Powder Group Pro member, your rate will be $45 for each session. You can pay $120 for all three sessions. If you are a union member, receive the Powder Group Pro rate, again, which is $45 each individual session for a total of $120 for all three. Um, all other folks, all other sessions are $60 per session or $160 for all three sessions. If you're not a member yet, you can go to thepowdergroup.com to become a member. Just briefly, I wanted to mention um, an event that Janice and I were able to attend um, yesterday, which was really nice. It was an event with Danessa Myrick's Beauty. And Danessa was here in Atlanta kicking off her, I believe, three-city tour. Um, yeah. A three-city tour, um, launching her groundwork 
palette. I would normally would call it an eyeshadow palette. I can't really call it an eyeshadow palette because this palette can be used all over the face. So, and she uh, she kind of the whole face with like for brows, eyeliner, um, lip liner. Um, my God, it, it was it was amazing. I think the only thing she probably didn't do uh, with this palette was blush and uh, mascara. But the thing is, there is a color in there that you could probably use for blush. But it was it was great for sculpting the face, highlighting the face, the nose, um, you know, creating an eye um, on your brows, like the whole entire face. You could actually use product if you wanted to. You could have used it as found all over foundation shades in there um, that that's pretty much neutral for um, every skin tone. You know, there was a color in there that was a great uh, director color. People were using under the eye, and then they were pop- popping it with, like, the lightest color. Um, really pretty, really nice texture, um, great finish. So it's a great palette. It's called Groundwork, and she it's Groundwork Defining Neutrals. Um, developed with the high-performance formulas and universal shades that are perfect for all skin tones and for any look. Get a chance, check it out at VanessaMyricsBeauty.com. All right. Yeah, that was a great event. Um, lots of uh, lots of influencers um, there. Um, the food was great. I just mentioned really... Let me just mention really quickly, um, there are two different uh, textures in this palette. Like you have uh, maybe about, let's say maybe like 10 shades, two different textures in those shades. One is a um, velvet pomade, and the mm-hmm. other was like a, a, a powder. So they're kind of the same colors, but just two different textures. And that pomade is great for lining lips. It was great for um, so your Defining your eyebrows, great as an eyeliner. Um, and then also it was great, at, you know, like I said, for sculpting. So instead of, you know, sometimes people like to use powder for, like, the brows or for sculpting. Pomade was so silky smooth, um, very lightweight, a great color payoff. So, I mean, it's, it's a palette that I, I think I'm going to probably have with me, like, you know, a palette that I can use every day. When I travel, it's definitely a palette that could be like just that one palette. You may not need anything else. I wanted to mention that. Absolutely. But like I was saying, the food was great. The music, you know, they had DJs um, there in the classroom as well as in the lobby area where people were just mingling um, with a really nice crowd. And the gift bags were excellent as well. So you got to take home the palette along with some other goodies um, for the entire face. So it was a afternoon well spent. So, again, I can't remember. Maybe we can announce on the Instagram page um, the cities that um, the tour are going to, but they definitely started it off here in Atlanta. So it was a good time had by everyone. So tonight... We are excited. We've been talking about it all week. But uh, tonight's show is going to be a great one. We have hairstylist and the creator of a hair comedy, Miss Jamika Sales, on the line with us. And we're just going to bring her right on right now. Hi, Jamika. 
Hello, hello, hello. How you doing? Good. How, How are, you? are you? I'm doing great. It's been a long Good. time. It's been an extremely long time. I was just I was just telling um my sister, like, I've known them for a really long time. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> oh my goodness. And you've been busy since the last time we've seen each other. Yes, I've been extremely busy for for the good, but it has been it's been a lot um going on. Mm-hmm. But I guess I've been uh, busy. I don't um I'm glad that I've been busy. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> exactly. Well, let me backtrack a little bit and start from the beginning because we, you know, we've known you, but our audience has not. So can you introduce yourself to our listening audience and tell them a little bit about what you do, where you're from, and how you got started in hair? Yes, um, I am Jamaica Sales. Um and I'm a hairstylist. <laughs> I've been licensed for 16 years now. I kind of started in the salon at 12, though. Um, this was before you had to have a license as a braider. <laughs> but I started at the salon at the age of 12. I got licensed um, here in North Carolina in 2008. Um, and I am mm-hmm. still actively actively in the salon, still doing hair. Um, but, yeah, that's a little bit about me. I've, I've, um, I come from a... Uh, um, a family of stylists. My aunt did hair 30 years before I started doing hair. My mom is still a hairstylist. I'm a hairstylist. My sister's a braider. So we all kind of got the gift, the skill, you know, (laughs) to get around the head. I also um, started, um, I was actually interested in nails first, um, Mm -hmm. which is like very very interesting, but I've always done, I've always done hair. I started doing my own hair when I was in the second grade. My mom didn't even have to do my hair. I started doing mine and my sisters, but I love all things beauty. So hair, nails, makeup, I love it all. Um, so that's that's kind of how I got started. I grew up around it, and I knew very young that that was a, a natural gift that I had for hair. And um, what, what pulled into hair is um, growing up in the salon being what we call the shop babies. Um, mm-hmm. I just saw how women felt after they encountered anybody in the beauty profession, whether it be hair, whether it be makeup, whether it be nails, it was almost as if no matter what was going on in our world or what goes on in our world as women, when you encounter a beauty professional, it's like nothing else matters. Um, so I just got to see how people's emotions and, and just daily cares of life were like just melt away. We're just, you know, experiencing a beauty professional. So that's a little bit about me on that side and, and how I kind of got started in the beauty industry. Nice, nice. And so you said your mom is still doing hair. Absolutely. She is still doing hair. Um, she She's more part-time. It's kind of like, you know, I think it's one of these things when you establish you or, or any type of beauty professional, you have people that get so attached to you that even when you want to quit, you can't. <laughs> so she still does it to the extent that she has she has people that's like, I don't care if you start doing hair at home. I'm not going to anybody else. So, um, right. yeah, so she's still doing it more part-time, not as full-time. 
um, as she used to, where, you know, back in the day, the the early 90s and, and 80s, she was doing hair shows and, you know, shoots and all that stuff. Now it's kind of like, okay, girl, come on, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to so pick now, up when you left when, off. So when did the when did the funny Jamaica come into play? Because your social media, oh my gosh, <laughs> it's like so that who so knew? That, I just that was introduced. Well, I'll say it was introduced to social media, or it, it took off when the pandemic started. I had I've always been that's always been my personality. So, like, my clients are, they're not phased by it because this has always been me, even from, like, a child. Like, that's my personality. Um, and it's kind of funny because that's how my mother is. That's how my sister is. I have, a, like, that's how we are. So I've always been like this, but social media got um, whipped of it, like, on a bigger scale. Because I was, if you go back and look at my page, like, if you go back all the way down to the beginning, like, I was already kind of doing things like this, like, you know, being a little comedic, but, you know, and with air. But um, the pandemic is actually, you know, what pushed it to a different level. And I know we all know during that time, you know, that was like one of the first times I had ever experienced the government saying, okay, you cannot go into the salon, everybody shut down and go home. <laughs> so um, <laughs> what happened is, is when they finally released us, like like we like like we're getting out of jail, which is crazy. But when they finally right. allowed us to go back into the into the beauty phase, I just sat down one day and it literally was like it, I didn't think it through. I didn't write a script. I didn't do anything. It was just you know like listen, if y'all gonna come back into the shop, you know if you can go back and look at the video. But it's it's, it's literally me just saying like listen, girl, these are some things. These are some do's and don'ts that you're going to have to do before you come get in my chair again, um, given the situation. So I'll say that was back in 2019. Wow. Wow. You know, I was screaming, laughing at the one where you were talking about the relaxer, the relaxer and the natural hair, <laughs> and how you were talking <laughs> about, about in the 90s, you're, you know, you know them relaxers saved us in the 90s. <laughs> and they did, and they still saving to this day. I um, it's funny because I um, I have clients that are on both sides of it. Like I I I'm a stylist. I specialize in healthy hair, but um, mm-hmm. the flexibility to do. Everything. So I I do everything from natural to relax to cuts to colors to you know braids twists. You know I do everything. Um, but it's funny because you know to this day the relaxer versus natural is still just like a very big thing. Um, but mm-hmm. I always encourage people works for you. <laughs> Do it works for you. Right, right. And you know, I I always say now, like, because you know, my hair is, uh, is natural. I always say now, like, oh, you know, I wish I never had a relaxer. But then when I saw your video, I thought about it. I was like, you know what? She is right. <laughs> we wouldn't have known what to do <laughs> with them afros and everything else it's- back in the nineties. Listen, and I and I tell people like I love them both. You know, I love both. <laughs> I love both. Mm-hmm. You just have to do for you in your. Where are you right now in your life? <laughs> and don't make mm-hmm. it irrational because once you go relax, the natural's gone, and you have to grow it back out. Um, <laughs> you know, as opposed to right. Shopping. But I, um, I very much support both, and I think that's a healthy stance <laughs> as a salad. <laughs> 
Well, you know, you mentioned um, you specialize in healthy hair. How do you define healthy hair? Like what's healthy hair? Because I think some people kind of have different ideas of what that is. Yeah, so that's a good question. And and what I tell all of my clients, whether they're new or they've been coming to me since high school, healthy hair is, one, first of all, embracing what you have. So mm-hmm. the immediately come into hair trying to look like, be like, have the same density, have the same length as somebody um, else's hair, you automatically have an unhealthy view of what God has given you. So mm-hmm. I try to tell people, like, healthy hair first starts with you embracing what you have and only having expectations for what, for yourself, um, the expectation should be what your hair can do for you and, and for it to be at its best state. So healthy hair to me isn't, it isn't a length, it isn't a texture, it isn't whether it's natural or whether it's relaxed. It's one first embracing what you have. After that, you know, we have our core things, you know, like just healthy, uh, a healthy scalp. To me, that's where everything originates. Your hair, your hair is inside your scalp before it comes out. So healthy hair is how do you treat your hair on the inside? You know, are you drinking enough water? Are you attempting to take vitamins? Like what are those things you're doing? Um, so for me, healthy hair is one taking care of what you have as well, embracing what you have, and just being on a healthy regimen and making sure that you're, you know, I know everybody isn't going to a stylist. Um, I know a lot of people are doing things on their own, but make sure that you're checking in with the professional that does have that experience or that expertise to kind of just guide you along throughout your, um, your hair journey. So for me, healthy is not relaxed, is not natural. It's one just to just simplify it is embracing what you have. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. Is it now listen to all the things that you've just said. Is that uh-huh. hard to get some clients to grasp that concept of healthy um, hair? I think for my clients, no. Because it, mm-hmm. it's just like the videos and, 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 you know, anybody that I talk to, whether it's a virtual consultation or whether it's an in-person consultation, I'm very much real, like how I'm talking to you all now. I'm not going to sugarcoat it, and but it's also my job to walk with you through that journey. So I, I'm never, you know, rude or crass or, or not understanding because a lot of us understanding what nat- natural hair is for, I'll say, you know, because I can speak for this side, for the black woman is one, you know, like we, we have to undo a lot of what we think healthy hair is. So what we've mm-hmm. been taught or we've been trained about what healthy hair is, um, a lot of that has to be undone. So I am still understanding and I'm still, you know, there to walk through the process with mm-hmm. my clients, not really, because a lot of people are, I have a lot of business professionals and they're like, look, you're the, you're the expert. <laughs> you went to school for this. I'm not. I want my hair to be as healthy as it can be. Every now and then you have people that kind of like, you know, we don't live in a perfect world. <laughs> you know, you have people that's like, no, girl, this is what I want. And then I'm like, okay, sweetie, well, maybe I should refer you to someone who will do those things <laughs> without right. not listening to the healthy, you know, things that I'm trying to give you. Um, but I don't think it's hard for people to embrace because who doesn't want to do better? You know what I'm saying? Who doesn't want Who doesn't want their hair to be the best it can be? You know, so I don't mm-hmm. really have an issue with that. We, I, I, I very rarely run into somebody who does not want to listen. I do have it happen, but I very rarely run into it, and I don't really have people struggling with the thought or the um, 
the idea of what I um, have deemed like the root of healthy hair. Um, because you got to look at it like this too. People are coming to you because they've asked, they've seen your work, whether it be, you know, I tell people all the time, the greatest form of advertisement is walking advertisement. It's your client. It's, it's not an ad, it's mm-hmm. not a post, it's not a billboard. It's actual people, people that are experiencing your gift, they're experiencing your expertise. So, you know, it's, it's, it's them understanding like, hey, I see what you do and I want to be a part of that. I want, I want to experience that journey. So I don't have an issue with it. Nice. But tell us a little bit about, let me see if I'm saying this right, about therapist. What's that all about? Uh, you Like, like explain it for me a little bit more. You're talking about like more like how the, okay, how the phallus it. is a therapist? Let me spell it. Uh, T-H-A-I-R-A-P-I-S-T. Oh, being a okay, like a hair. Okay, I see what you're saying. Um, I think that um, and 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 makeup artists are as well, <laughs> but and, mm-hmm. and and nail tech are as well. I um, it's more than just me giving you a skill, but it's a lot of. I think the salon is one of those places where the salon, or I'll I'll keep it and and not reduce it to a building. But when people sit in our chairs as beauty professionals, mm-hmm. a lot of it is therapy. So whether it's learning their hair again, learning what it can do, or just coming venting about a day, or, you know, coming, you know, hey, sharing something good that happened, or, hey, I'm in this space, how can you talk to me, or how can you, what what happened in your life that you could help me through this, um, but it's all during an actual hair appointment or beauty professional appointment, um, I think that it's very therapeutic, and I tell people all the time, um, what I do, it's a gift and it's a skill that I have, but it's also ministry. So, yeah. you know, for, not not just for my clients. Listen, I've come to the salon, and I've cried myself. <laughs> I've mm-hmm. had my clients right. say, girl, take your time. You know, take your time. So <laughs> the salon, um, and when we get the, the word therapist, you know, enlarging the hair in therapist, um, I think from the beginning of time, it has been a therapeutic thing because you have women that, you know, can share like-minded uh, ideas or, or or share experience in life that we have had and that we've gone through, and we can kind of bounce those things off each other as well as be there for each other. So that's what I get. Um, that's what therapist means to me as a hairstylist. Um, it's just mm-hmm. an opportunity. I, I tell people all the time, like, I, I promise you they didn't give us this in beauty school, but they should have put in our uh, in our certificate that this is a psychologist. Like, this is what we do. Because um, we are therapists. We are therapists. And I, I, it's, 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 it's a blessing and it's an honor. And I do, I thoroughly enjoy being able to sit with my clients as they go through, like, uh, different journeys in their lives. Yeah, Absolutely. It's definitely, you know, it's definitely something that you take seriously too, because you 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 know that sometimes people can't wait to get in that chair just so they can unload. You know what I mean? And, oh, yeah. and they're looking oh, for yeah. you to to have something wise to say. And that's why that's why I say what we do is so important, and that we it shouldn't just be. You know, you have a lot of people now that's in the industry and and and. 
And I think it is because of the pandemic. Everybody became a hairstylist and makeup artist, right? <laughs> and a nail yeah. tech without a license. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's why I think it's so important, you know, with what we do. I, I've literally, within the last two weeks, I can think of two appointments that stood out. I had a male client and I had a, a, a female client. And both of those appointments, they literally, as, as soon as they walked in, said, okay, so let me tell you this. And I was like, oh, okay, so you didn't really come to get your hair done. <laughs> you came to right. talk. <laughs> you, came, I, I, you came to receive something from me that I was supposed to give to you. And it wasn't the actual, you know, styling. It wasn't the actual service. It wasn't the actual shampoo. You needed to unload, and I needed to be prepared. So it's, it's so important. Like, it, it, it's very, very, very important to understand that, like, hey, this is more than hair. I tell people all the time, it's more than hair. Is way more than here. Yes, absolutely. Well, you mentioned uh, a few minutes ago about its ministry to you. Well, I've been recently seeing you online. Looks like you're ministering to people. Are you a licensed minister? I am not a licensed minister yet, um, <laughs> but okay. I do speak. I grew up in a church. Um, that's my foundation. I've I, um grateful for the foundation that I do have, but um, I do speak at mm-hmm. church sometimes, um, and I do speak at, you know, I've, I've, I've spoken at events, and, you know, so God affords mm-hmm. me the opportunity, sometimes, even though, you know, I feel like, oh, child, Lord, why why are you asking me? Because you know I'm going to get up here and be myself, <laughs> but I do understand that no matter what, we're all ministers in some type of way, whether you have a platform yeah. That's why I say that hair is ministry. That's why I say whatever skill or gift you have, whether you play sports, whether you do makeup, whether you do nails, because every everyone is every everywhere you are is your stage. So yeah, you do see on social media like I am. I do speak. So I've done some engagements. I've done a little bit of hosting. But yeah, I, I'm not licensed yet. Not a licensed minister, but I do speak. Sometimes nice. I think I think sometimes I think like you know your clients can see that in you. They know who to unload on and who not to. <laughs> so I think they can see that in you sometimes, but I think sometimes, a lot of times, most of the times, realize how much they take from us, Ooh. how much we actually have to pour out into them. They don't realize the energy they, that they snap right out of us. Times oh, when, yeah. when you, when you know, when, and when it's the end of your day and you're going home, a lot of times you may not even ha- you may not have been like you probably maybe like three clients that day exhausted uh-huh. and it's because uh-huh. sometimes you know the energy that you give people exhausts you you're left empty and i think you know uh-huh. clients don't realize that and that's why i tell people to and i'm and i'm learning to do a better job myself is when when those moments happen we have to go and recharge. So don't feel guilty about shortening your day. Don't feel like you got to always, I tell people nowadays, like work smarter, not harder. Like if, if you had a lot and it was like a, a um, an appointment or you know, like we all know the client that we have that we're, you know, you might, you know you're going to have to talk a lot, you know. I'm going to have to give a little bit more than I would anyway. Hey, it's okay to take the afternoon off. And it's so important as beauty professionals to understand, like, Every time somebody is demanding or coming in and pulling on 
um, you to, to, to pour out and to give to them, it's, it's that much more important to go fill yourself back up. And no matter no matter what, if this is what you call to your clients to be there and they will understand, but you have to take that time for yourself to have somebody else pour back into you because, you, like you said, you will be left empty sometimes. Sometimes after I leave work, I just go home and sit down. I don't turn on anything because I'm completely empty because not only do we speak into, but then we're physically exerting ourselves. You know, because you know we can't we can't give you a word and then mess your hair cut up. <laughs> we can't do that. So <laughs> right, we can't we can't give you a word and then your eyebrows like, girl, where is it going? Like, why is it over there? <laughs> you know. So having to be <laughs> having to be on in all areas at one time, it can be draining sometimes. But I do always try to make sure that you know I'm present because I think that's important because even though it's, even though it's pulling, I want to make sure that I'm present, but I'm also doing the things that I need to do to fill myself back up. Right. Right. That's so important. So, so important. So what, um, what inspires you when it comes to, to doing hair? Um, I'll say what inspires me most is that side of hair is the opt to walk through journeys with people in hair. Um, I've I've been connected like even with y'all, just through hair, through the beauty industry, through makeup. I like I've the connections and things that happen because of the uh the family and the community that is with the beauty industry, um, those are the things that motivate me more than the actual skill itself. Um, um the actual, you know, styling of the hair or nails or makeup or whatever it is. What motivates me more is the connection um, that I that I have and the opportunity that I get, you know, to just encounter people and walk with them through their journey. Um, that's what inspires me. Um, I, I can say younger what inspired me is, um, like I stated before, is just watching how women would sit in my mom's chair and just, like, you know, how they feel when they leave. Like, we have the, the power um, and the gift and the skill that we have been given as, you know, beauty professionals like there's so much power in it, and I think that's what inspires me and keeps me going. Because I promise you, I quit every Friday. <laughs> every Friday, <laughs> every Friday, I'm like I could walk away from this and just clock in to somebody's job and just clock in and clock out and go home. But um, what inspires me is like um, like I said, like I said it before, is just just the opportunity to connect with people and the relationships that I've built with people. Um, one with them allowing me to be myself fully in the mm-hmm. salon um, while also still respecting the gift and the years and the expertise and the skill that I have. So that's what inspires me. I, I, like I said, every Friday I quit. <laughs> I walk away. <laughs> I close the door and I say, I will give. Y'all can have these keys. Y'all can have these shears. <laughs> I don't want to order another product. I don't want to do none of it. I don't want to pump up another chair. But then <laughs> I'm reminded of like, hey, there's something that you have that you know, God is still God is still using this as a means, as a platform. So I can't mm-hmm. walk away. <laughs> I can't walk away. Right. <laughs> so what what do you notice um, about women coming to get their hair done? Uh, if you can remember back when you were twelve and your your early days in the salon, um, and now the people that are coming to the salon now. Are those are the women the same or different in terms of what they were expecting with their hair? 
you know, and I don't want to keep blaming everything on the pandemic, but I think expectations have changed just because of the access that people have now. Um, right. People, I'll say back in the day when you didn't have, we didn't have the internet, you know, where was it? We didn't have Instagram. We didn't have Facebook. We didn't have YouTube where at a moment, you know, you could literally be on your way to your appointment nowadays and, and look at a YouTube video and say, oh, I'm going to show her this video and this hour, my hair done. You know, in the past, people were coming to you and were solely relying on the skill and the knowledge and the expertise you have. So I think that, you know, the we'll just say the Internet, you know, um, just the access that, that clients have now it's almost as if sometimes, not all, I have been blessed with a beautiful clientele, and I thank God every day that I don't run into a lot of issues, but we do experience a different type of client, right? Like, you all do makeup as well. I'm sure you have some people like, well, why are you using that? What you going to do with that? Well, where that supposed to go? And it's like, wait a minute. I'm still, <laughs> I'm still the professional. So I think that we do encounter, because I just posted a video not too long ago, <laughs> well, literally like a couple of days ago, about how sometimes people will try to tell you how to do what you're doing and it don't work like that and they end up like putting themselves in a situation where it's not it, – either the service won't turn out it, uh, as, as good as it could because they're just trying to use your hands to do what they want to do. Um, uh-huh. But I think that's where we kind of not, – not lost it, but it kind of got like watered down when social media and things came out because now, right, everybody thinks they can just add water and they can have, I, I'm a stylist now. I got a chair in the house. Come on, girl. You know, and I'm not knocking doing hair for hair from home or makeup or whatever. Absolutely not. You're actually pretty smart uh, <laughs> if you're doing that. But um, right. I feel like you do experience, a. it's a little different. It, it, it's a little different because where people have to solely trust and rely on your skills and that you are bringing the, the best product to them and, things like that. Now they got everybody telling them, hey, buy my product, my product is this, get this, get this. So you got people, hey, bring this, can you do this? Can you, you know, so I don't, I, I think that if, if you're not a professional, it could be kind of hard to juggle or if you're not experienced in this area on the other side of beauty, you know, which is the business side outside of the skill. If you're not experienced and know how to handle that type of client, you can get kind of frustrated, but I think it is slightly different. I, I can't agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's talk about the business of hair. You are a salon owner, correct? I have a, I'm going to let you finish your statement, but I have a whole story. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, um, what is it, tell us a little bit about your journey as a salon owner. When did, when did you open your first salon? So when I opened my first salon, um, it was actually in 2017. Um, I opened my first salon. Um, my mom was actually closing her salon, going, you know, not being a full-time hairstylist, and I didn't take over the location that she had. So I was like, I'm going to open my own. My mom, you know, she couldn't work, of course. Um, that was in 2017. Um, and I'll just kind of go down the timeline to where we are now. I um, opened that salon in 2017, thought it was going to be a great opportunity, um, it was, I was like, this is an up and coming area. Like it's in the perfect location, um, for clients to be able to easy, easily access it. But I also know that they're building up in this area. So it's, it's a great opportunity. Um, so the first salon I opened was about 2,080 square feet. Um, 
and the thought behind it, um, I mean, I could write a book on it and, and, and teach some people, but there are some things that I learned that I would most definitely or would have done differently and did do differently, um, but that only stayed open for a year. So in 2018, I closed that salon. During that time, I had a um, me and we were going to, you know, turn that space and have a, have a couple of suites because it was a large space. So we were going to have a couple of suites and things like that. That didn't work out. I wound up closing the salon because the um, – the property managers weren't willing to um, make it better. So things that were happening, they were just like, okay, well, whatever, you know, I, I don't have to be over here, so it don't bother me type of situation. I was like, if I got to show up to work with a gun, <laughs> I got to go. <laughs> so it had gotten, it had gotten too, too wild. So I closed that salon in 2018, and I went and worked um, at a um, – at, a, at my friend's, uh, he has a barbershop, he has a suite in there. I worked in there for a little bit, um, mm-hmm. and then the pandemic happened. So I was there for a year, and the pandemic happened, and I was like, you know, well, God, I, I was out of a situation, and, and, and I was into this barber uh, salon working in the suite during the pandemic, so it kind of worked out, you know, what people may have say, you know, would say, like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry you had to close your salon. I'm like, oh, I hate it. I'm like, no, it was actually protection <laughs> because – I would have still been responsible while building, while renovating, you know, during the pandemic. So um, right. the pandemic happened. The pandemic happened. I stayed at that. I, I ended up staying there longer than I wanted to. I think I was going on about two and a half years. And um, when they, when they, and after the, well, after they allowed us to like come back into the salons after everything closed down, I decided to open a second salon. Um, so I opened the second salon, um, and it was going good, but. What I because of the pandemic, um, it was kind of hard because I've always kind of had a desire to have an open air salon. And if, for those that are listening, that may not know what an open air salon is, just your traditional salon where you walk in, you got a couple of stylists doing hair, everybody can talk, you can laugh, right? And, you know, that, it, it wasn't a suite, um, right? But the pandemic put such a big damper on that. Everybody wanted like I want to be in my own suite. So I think I just kind of got very tired. I got tired of having to be responsible for, like, overhead, cleaning the salon, working in the salon, uh, managing everything. Do we got tissue? Is there – where's the soap? Do we have – what? where's everything, you know? So I got tired right. of, like, the hiring process, trying to, you know, show people the salon, like, yeah, this is what we're doing, this is the idea. And it just got really frustrating. Um, so I just said, you know what, I'm going to close it, and I closed my second salon. Um Again, where people was like, "Oh my gosh, I hate this for you," and I'm like, "I don't. I've never, been, I've never been a person that's like, I'm just going to suffer at the expense of people saying, oh, you got a, you have a salon with your name on the front.' I've never been that type right. of person. Um, my goal is to service my client, and they have a, a safe, clean environment to work in. Um, but I let that second salon go actually here recently, um, and in April uh, of this year. And I took mm-hmm. a year, not a year. I took I took a month off from hair, so that's where we get back into what we talked about earlier um, about pouring so much and so much and doing so much that it's okay mm-hmm. to stop. I stopped for thirty days. I said I'm not doing hair. I didn't tell. I'm, I could have gone about it better, but I was so done that I knew that if I didn't do it immediately, I wouldn't do it. I would keep working right because we're we're as, as salaries and service providers, we're givers, and as long as you give, they're gonna take. Um, that's right. But I, I closed with the, I closed for thirty days, and I, I didn't do anything related to hair. Nobody's hair, nobody's hair. My hair, I'm sure, was a hot mess. 
I just stepped away from I stepped away from everything here for thirty days and then I um I knew then during that thirty days, you know, listening to the Lord and, and I knew that it wasn't time for me to stop doing hair because I was really about to just stop. Um but I came back in May and I went into a sleep. Um and that's a whole nother story where we're talking about business, but I'm currently now in a suite. Um, not my preference, but that's where I'm at now. I was getting ready to ask you uh, about that, like which one you prefer, but you just said not your preference. And it, it, it makes it harder for you to, um, like how you said, you know, have a place where everybody can talk and, you know, and then in a suite it's just you and probably just one client or one or two clients, and that's it. Right. So it right. it creates something a little bit more different. Right. And I think, you know, when you have, when you grew up in hair, like if you grew up in hair in the 90s, you know, early 90s, all through the 90s, and you mm-hmm. saw the energy in a salon, that was something I always enjoyed. Um, it's almost mm-hmm. like when guys can eat you know, the equivalent of being in a barbershop, like how everybody can come in and talk and you can get advice from auntie over there and sister auntie over there. You know, like I always enjoyed that atmosphere. It was like, you know, you can come get recharged um, and laugh and joke. Y'all can cry with each other or whatever. Um, so I really desired that. And, and then let me put it more clearly, I knew the benefits of that for up-and-coming stylists. Unfortunately, now in this time, they want everybody or I know in beauty schools or just, just period, everybody wants their name in life. So if my name mm-hmm. on the building and I can get braided and give me a neon light, honey, that say braised by or girl, hell by, slave by, that you think that you have made it. <laughs> but I knew, right. I knew the benefits to up and coming, the benefits of working in a salon where you can rent the chair and go home and not be responsible for overhead. Um, the benefits of being mm-hmm. in open air is you're going to go home with more money. <laughs> at the end of the right. day, like let's take the ministry side out of it. Let's take the skill side out of it. When we're talking business, when you can get into a salon that has eight chairs, the salon is not pressed to charge you $300 a week. They're not pressed mm-hmm. to charge you $450 a week. So $150 or $100 for booth rent is nothing because it's covering the cost of everything if you have about eight people paying it a week. So I really right. understood and I had a desire, I had a desire to help people understand the benefit of working in a salon and not be so concerned with who owns it. And I tell people to this day, mm-hmm. I don't care who came in the building. How much money are you coming home with? You know, don't get caught up in the hype. You know, social media, right. you know, I, everybody's caught up in the, oh, girl, ooh, yeah, hashtag, I did that. And I'm like, girl, but what about the car payment? <laughs> you know, like, right. what are you coming home with? Like, you're literally having to work, 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 where, you know, whereas renting a booth or a chair from someone who's, you know, that, that pressure is not on you or on them to pull so much, um, it just made sense. So that that was, my, think, that was my thought. Do you think that that's being, like, really emphasized a lot in hair schools now? Um, you know, no. basically, you don't think that's being emph- the um the fact that, when you made the statement about uh, stylists now wanting to see their names on the building and all that, do you think that they're kind of like encouraging stylists to kind of do their own thing? I think so. Um, 
I don't think it's like it was like when I was in beauty school, when my mom was in beauty school, how like they kind of had a module where they talked about like, hey, go into a commission base as you build. So mm-hmm. I don't think it's pushy enough because what you see is a high turnover rate. Like I just, uh, a, a high turnover rate in the suite. The suite I'm in now, literally, I've seen eight people come and go, and I've only been there since May. So, like, I believe, I can't really speak, I'll say this, I can't really say what's happening because I'm not in that space. But mm-hmm. I think that the influence, the influence, whether it be from the teachers or whether it be from social media or whether it be from, you know, sometimes people can look at where somebody is now and compare it to where they are, not, you know, right. you can't do that. So you have people like pushing, pushing, pushing. I got to have my own. I got to have my own. I got to have my own. That is causing that risk where people are not really understanding the business side. So it's causing them to work harder and not smarter. Or it's causing people right. to overcharge when their skill set don't match. <laughs> you know, like we don't want to talk about that. You know, people don't <laughs> people don't want to talk about that side. Like, baby, you're not going to charge me 30 $30,000 for this, and it looked like that. <laughs> but on their right. side, they're having to do it because they're paying so much money a week to be in the suite. So I don't mm-hmm. think that there's a voice out there that are that's telling people, you know, like, hey, we can do this and be smarter, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what kind of advice would you give? I know you, I know you try to teach hairstylists about that, but what other advice would you give to hairstylists who are just starting out um, or for, for for some of the ones who have been in the business for a while and still can't figure it out? What kind of advice would you give to other hairstylists? They my should advi- pay attention to and know. My, right. My advice would be, one, understand where you are for yourself. And don't try to be where everybody else is. Like, don't compare your now, your one year or out of school to my 16 years of being out of school. Because we all had to start from somewhere. Even though I was gifted, even though before I got my license, even though I I had clients, I had days after I got my license where I sat in the salon and did absolutely nothing. And I knew I could do hair better than somebody I was watching. But we all have to start somewhere. So my advice would be be okay with where you are as you build and as you grow. It's going to come, but it's almost like planting a seed. Everybody, it, everything has to go through a process. Um, you are gifted and you are skilled, but nothing, some people it does happen overnight because of we can, you know, social media. However, take the time to plant it, water it, invest in it, pull the weeds out. Uh, tweak your skills and um, and uh, develop your speed, you know, develop how you, you know, you move or maneuver or do business because there is a better way. Um, so just, like, take your time. Take your time. Don't worry about what somebody else is doing. Do what's best for you. And then um, another thing right. that I would recommend is get <laughs> a mentor. And, and, and I'm not talking about because people get mentor and free knowledge mixed up. <laughs> get you a mentor that's going to tell you the truth about what you're doing that you can ask questions about not ask questions about your actual skill or your talent or whatever your profession is and not just a mentor so that you can get free classes um get you somebody that's going to you know walk you through it like hey i see that you're struggling financially maybe you should do this so having a mentor is very important 
um, you know, always pray and ask and, and you know, God and, and seek God about, you know, who you're supposed to be learning and gaining wisdom from. But definitely do what works for you. But and, and secondly, always look for find if you can find you a mentor that you can talk to at least just once a quarter. I think that that would be important, and it would um, definitely pro- help you propel and go further and, and further faster in your career. Absolutely. And now, do you um, do you mentor other hairstylists? Okay, because I know people listening. All right, <laughs> I do. <laughs> Not a lot, not a lot of one on one. I have one one person that I can handle because I'm like I said before, and and I'm gonna live by what I'm saying. Know what you can handle and know what works for you. Um, mm-hmm. so I do have one right now, and I, and I know God God gives me people in in different seasons, and it's literally it's, most of the time it's one person at a time because that's what I can you know mentally handle to be there for you know holy. So I do mm-hmm. um, right now. I do have one girl that I'm mentoring because not only is it just hair, it's you know like we talked about before, we're therapists, so we're we're beauty therapists. Um, so it's more to it than just hair. So like working through those processes, um, but I do it on a larger scale. I try to use my platform, you know, to in a funny way drop you know a little bit of knowledge or you know think things like that. Um, you know, in larger group settings, yeah, I'll talk, I'll speak. But one-on-one right now, I try to keep one person at a time. Right. Right. So if you can think back to some of the, the, the things that you've shared on Instagram, some <laughs> your funny posts, is there one that you can kind of share with us, one like one of your favorites? Um, I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be honest. If it's posted, it's because it's a favorite. If I don't laugh at it first, okay. I'm not gonna post gotcha. it. So <laughs> everyone, everything that I give to you all on social media when it's a funny post, I literally still go back and watch them. Like I might be running my own views up because right. I'll go back. <laughs> I'll go back and watch it and be like, oh my gosh. That was crazy. Like the um the most recent one I posted, it actually wasn't something I just did. It's something I took from an older video, and I just thought of it and posted it. And I was like, it is so much funny. Like the little pockets and things. So I don't, I don't, I don't have a favorite one because I'm not mm-hmm. even going to give it to. I'm not going to give it to you all and embarrass myself if I didn't laugh at it first. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> well, so I I. Let me rephrase the question. Is there is there one um that you might think um is a bit, is something I mean, I know you present these things in a funny way, but uh-huh. most of these things you're trying to get out an important message or you, you have something to say in these in these videos. Is there some is is there one that you think um was really important for you to do, even though you did it in a funny way, but is there one that you were really trying to get um, a point across or some information out, um, but yet doing it in a funny way? Say, um, probably, probably my rich client series, who became a whole character on her own. Like I was not trying to do that, but I think it was <laughs> it was the easiest way for me to show my clients them, and so my clients. <laughs> My clients be like, I know that was about me. And I'd be like, girl, you know it was. 
<laughs> so we laugh about it. So the things that I was able to do with the rich client, um, those are things that I wanted people to see. Like, you know, it, it's it's easy it's easy to hear about yourself, but it's one thing to see yourself. So me right. being a rich client, like my clients see themselves in that character is actually hilarious to me. But it's one thing I'd be like, girl, because this is how you be acting. You don't think you be acting like that? So, like, a lot of I, a lot of my clients, when they do stuff, I'd be like, you know that's going to be a part of, you know, Mrs. Rich character, right? Because you know that's how you act. So um, <laughs> I think with that character, I'm able to um, – I'm able to help stylists say what they can't say to their clients. So mm. I think I like that actual, I like that because I have a lot of people that be like, oh, gosh, I be wanting to tell my client that. I'm so glad you did that because I can just repost it. So it's kind of like being mm-hmm. the, the, the voice of the stylist. Like the things they want to say can be that through the client, through the rich client, that character. And, you know, you know what, and I never thought about it that way. I'm always thinking about, like, wondering, well, what, I wonder what the clients are thinking about this video or, you know, or how they responded to that. But I never thought about other stylists. Like, mm-hmm. basically, all the stuff that you're saying, even if though it's in a funny way, it's, like you said, she's just going to repost it because this is, this is kind of me kind of want to get the same thing out to my clients, but I, I'm, you know, I'm too afraid to even come out and say it. So I never even thought about it like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. I've had so many people DM me or message me or even, I even had my nail tech message me and say, that's how you do me. <laughs> so so <laughs> I think through these, I think through these characters and these, like these, these 60 second or 30 second skits, that people are actually like it's released to them. Like the the video that went viral uh, first, the um the when I did it wasn't the rich client, but I was telling like my clients like don't come in here coughing. If you've been sneezing and you know you've been sneezing, do not book an appointment with me. Like I so many people reposted that because it's how they felt. They just didn't know how to say it. So I was able to give like a little bit of truth with humor, you know, so people were able to digest it, you know, and not be offended right. by it. So that's what I that's what I enjoy most about like the characters and like doing the skits humor with hair like it they can mm-hmm. they can digest it it's like I can't give you a, a three times well done steak you're not going to be able to swallow that <laughs> but, right but if I give you medium rare like you're able to like oh I oh she was talking about me but that was funny you know what I'm saying so they're able to digest <laughs> it so <laughs> that's what Absolutely. I like about it the most. So let me ask you, because, you know, you're talking about videos going viral and all of that. How has your videos um, changed um, how you do business or or how has it affected your business in any way, the videos that I'll you say do? This, I'll say this. The only thing the videos have uh, affected for the best is opened up a community where I have met people online and other stylists and connected with other people because of the content but it has not negatively um negatively affected like my actual clientele that's why i tell people all the time i am blessed the clients that i have i am blessed i i don't i every time they come like i'm telling like i I tell the lord i'm so grateful that i'm able to still be myself because this is who i am like my my clients 
when they come to me, <laughs> I talk to them like Miss Rich talks to everybody on Instagram. Like, I'm like, girl, <laughs> you want me to trim your ends or you going to trim them yourself? Like, what you going to do? You know, so, <laughs> like, right. I'm able to, I, this is who I am, and it's just like now the world can kind of see, but it hasn't been a negative effect. Like, if anything, it's like it has made, like, a community um, around, mm-hmm. you know, the content um, of what I'm able to put out, and I'm able to talk with people. I mean, I, I can remember when that video went viral for the first time. I had people telling me, like, my mom hasn't – I think that was the biggest lesson. It was like my mom hasn't um, laughed in, in a while, and she's in the hospital, and she heard the video playing, and, and it just made her – and when that happened, I was like, okay, this is a little bit bigger than what I expected mm-hmm. to be. I wasn't expecting right. it. So any – any any positive or any feedback I could give, like in that in that respect, is like it hasn't been bad. It hasn't been anything bad. Right. I hadn't caught any negative, um, like flat. You have people say stuff here and there, but hey, what is social media without people saying stuff? But for the most right, part, right, exactly. You know, for the most part, people have literally been been blessed by the beauty content. So, um, it's been it's all it's only been positive for me. Yeah. And and you tell your you tell your clients about themselves and they can't do nothing but laugh. They don't do anything but laugh. But see, this is the funny thing. A lot of times too, when they do stuff in when they do it, I tell them, I say, you know, I'm going to make a video about that because people need to know <laughs> right. how to be cutting up. And they'd be like, so I do. A lot of times in field, y'all see, most of them, they like it's. I have almost like a release. Like I've been, they sign off, not really sign a waiver, but they be like, girl, do it. Cause I, I'm gone. Cause I know you're going to do it. You know? So I kind of, you know, <laughs> in that space and in that moment when they cutting up, I say, see, this is why I make the video. This what because it's people right. like you. Like I have clients that come in the shop with shades on and leave with them all. So, um, <laughs> but you know, it, 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 it's very fun. It's, it's very rewarding. And it, um, I really do. I really, 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 really do enjoy it. It need to do more. I kind of took a break from it for for a little bit, um, but but yeah, I I thoroughly enjoy it. And my clients they they love it just as much. They'll they'll screenshot and send it to me and be like, that was that was a mess. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Absolutely. So while we're speaking about social media, let me ask you: Do you think? You know, because like you were saying back when you started, there was no social no social media. Um, heck, when we first started, it was like, where's the internet? So you know, um, <laughs> <laughs> so do you think social media has changed? I mean, we see all this different stuff, just beauty across the board. We see so much, and I, I sometimes I feel like when it comes to makeup. Social media has made it a little harder sometimes because people get on social media, let's say for instance, YouTube, and they're watching mm-hmm. somebody do these, you know, different makeup techniques. And these people that are doing them are just influencers who's just doing makeup on themselves. But yet they're looking at these people like they are experts. And I'm not saying, you know, these people are doing a bad job at doing their makeup. I mean, that's not even important, but I'm just saying people are looking at people on YouTube and, and other areas of social media, and they're doing what they're doing and follow what they're saying. And some of these people that's doing that have been doing that themselves, and, and they learn how to do what they do from looking at somebody else 
on social media. And so I'm just wondering, you know, because sometimes you get these people to come sit in your chair and they and they think they know. I mean, I'm not I'm not one to say that you don't know what it takes to get you ready. You know, like for instance an actress, get an actress ready for camera or what have you. People know how they want to look, but yet sometimes those them knowing is based on something they really don't know anything about. So do you think like the hair industry has changed in any way because of social media? I know for sure makeup it has. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. I have people come to me and they'll literally they'll literally bring me a video and want me to watch the entire video all the way through and say, I want my hair just like that. And I and I tell them um very I tell them very very professionally, um, do we need to look up her information so we can book you with her? <laughs> because at the end of the day, you know, like and, and they laugh about it because I tell them like I'm not that person. I'm not that mm-hmm. person and I'm gonna do for you what's best for you because um I I want you to look at this something. Are you in love with the picture or do you really know what it takes to get there? So like right. a lot of times people are in love with filters, they're in love with angles, they're in love with how this thing is falling. Like you're in love with the actual artistry of the production of the actual picture. If I if I'm putting that right. Um or you're mm-hmm. you're in love with, you know, seeing her do it herself. However, I'm not that person. But if you want that look, mm-hmm. you might want to book with her. Um how mm-hmm. I, I do I do think that social media and I tell people I hate it. I hate it because it's a it can be a gift and it can be a curse for some because where where uh, as us as beauty professionals we can get on there and learn something immediately and like you know it, it's it's tools it's, it's great it's a great tool but then when it comes to the business side of it it does it 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 gets it gets tricky it gets tricky mm-hmm. because I've I, I listen it, it never fails it happens. But, like, the other side of beauty where we have to be professional and we kind of have to walk them through these things and we have to kind of stand our ground on certain things, I tell people all the time, if you book with me, it's because you saw something that I did that you want to experience. So where I right. respect the next stylist, where where I respect, you know, hey, if somebody just has a natural knack, but because, hey, I was that young girl who just knew how mm-hmm. to do hair without a license. I was doing hair mm-hmm. in the fifth grade. Like, I'm getting donuts and strips in the front and swoops. Like, I just had a natural <laughs> gifting for hair. <laughs> However, it's not fair to it's not fair to try to take, um, how, how can I put this? It's not fair to bring that to somebody else and to their professional space and tell them to do it just like that. Um, I think it's, I yeah. think it's, you know, it's, 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 it's kind of like, you know, that's kind of disrespectful. Um, and I do think that social media um, or the influencer who is really, you know, trying to clock that check and don't really care about your skin and is not telling you, baby, you can't do that because your mm-hmm. skin isn't like that. You know, where you're like, well, hey, she did it. And it's like, so you run into that, like, we're going back and forth now because I'm telling you, that's not going to work for you. Like, you know, I'm mm-hmm. sure in y'all profession, y'all may have some, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know if this happened, but it, it's the equivalent to somebody watching somebody on YouTube do a full face. But you know what a full face under three thousand degree light for three hours need to look like, you know. Right. So it's like you can't bring me what she's doing in her house, sitting in front of the mirror with the with the ring light, and then say right. it needs to look like this one on set. I, you can't do that on set. You're gonna melt, baby. <laughs> you know? 
So absolutely. I do think that that's where we have to be the professional, and we do have to understand that, like, sometimes, you know, and for anybody listening, sometimes it's, it's okay to refer somebody to somebody else. One, for your sanity. Two, you know, mm. you got to protect your got to protect your skills. So it's okay to mm-hmm. say, hey, well, I see something that you do all the time. I think it's best, um, and, and I do this for myself, and I would recommend anybody do, to do this. I have a healthy Rolodex of salads um, of people that I trust, <laughs> not just anybody. Of people that I trust. Right. So if you keep doing that, if you keep telling me you wanted to be like this, or you know the, you baby, you need to go to her. <laughs> you, you, I, I'm gonna to her. <laughs> so yeah, social media has watered it down, and everybody thinks that they can do it until it's actually time to do it. So right, you know, stand your ground as a beauty professional. I do, um, I do it respectfully, and I do it in love. Um, because yeah. if you don't, then this is where you're going to get into working harder, not smarter, because now you're trying to perform and be somebody else that you, that's not what God gifted you to do. You know, you got to do what you can do and not try to be what everybody else is trying to, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, they, they yeah. come to us because they try. And if they're challenging your skill, you know, it's like, okay, <laughs> you know, we might have to find somewhere else for you to go in love. <laughs> right, right. In love. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So my last question to you tonight is, what is your definition of beauty? Um, that's a good question. Um, my definition of beauty is, if I could say my what my definition of beauty, if I had to define it for myself, um, or if I had to put this in a dictionary, it would be like I started with in the beginning. And, and like I try to help everybody understand is you you define what beauty is for you. My mm-hmm. definition of beauty is self-acceptance. Accept who you are, where you are, with what you have, what God has blessed you with. That's my definition of beauty because if you accept yourself stripped away of everything, if you were, if you were not able to get to the salon, if you were never able to get to another makeup artist, a nail tech, or get a good old facial, if you if you were never able to get to those things, do you love yourself for who you are? So my definition of beauty is loving who you are to the core without all the other things. Because all of those things can change in a moment's time. Those things can be taken away or, you know, hey, you may not have access to do it or the funds to get it done, but do you love who you are? That's what beauty is to me. Um, it, it, the adding to um, is, is a plus, but the accepting who you are, that's what's beautiful. Because now everything on top of that is just plus, a plus, right? It's just icing on the cake. Um, so right. that's what beauty is. To, and it took me time to learn that. Um, you know, I, I didn't always I didn't always think like that. I didn't I always thought, well, baby, you got to put a track over here. <laughs> like, swoop it over mm-hmm. here. Like, it need to hang. Right. It need to shake. It need to do this. Or, you know, girl, where the lashes at? My nails, you know. But when I got the older I, I the older I got and, and the more opportunities, you know, I had to, you know, see young like minister to young girls and see what they their definition of beauty was, it became more evident to me that people need to understand that beauty is accepting who you are without all of that. Right. Once you've taken that time to accept who you are, everything else everything else is just an add on. It's not a necessity. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. (laughs) 
I have enjoyed this conversation tonight. Thank you so much. We can't wait a long time before the next time we chat it up. We can't. We can't. Like, I, I, I'm so grateful for that one night my friend invited me to an event that you all had here in Charlotte, North Carolina. It was the very first time I met you all. Y'all, I don't even know if y'all remember it. But, um, I do. I remember. It was, yeah, yeah, it was so long ago, and I was like, I was just in awe. Like, I was just like, oh, man, it was just it was just so nice to meet y'all. I was like, I had, I, when I got there, I was like, this was, this was great. Um, but I'm, I'm so <laughs> grateful. Like you said, we don't need to wait. Um, and, and, and if I could say anything, like before we end the, end the call, I am, um, I just want to give you all your flowers. Um, I've, I've seen like from the time that I found out about y'all and learned about y'all, I appreciate your consistency and your, 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 um, you all stand true to who you are throughout the journey, um, that I've known you all. So I've always respected mm-hmm. that about you all. I've already always respected how you all use your platform um, to educate um, as well as just be who you all are. So I want to give you a flowers and tell you I appreciate the work and the contributions that you all are making to the beauty industry. And it's not in vain because you have people who are like me who were the very first time I saw y'all, I wasn't where I am now. But to have mm-hmm. people uh, be ahead of you like you all are ahead of me, you know, y'all are, y'all are putting foot footprints down for people to follow and how to um, stay integral in what they're doing. So I just want to give you all your flowers and tell you I appreciate y'all. And I'm honored that you all messaged me. I was shocked when y'all messaged me. I'm like, okay, girl, you might be doing something. But um, <laughs> I appreciate you all. And I and I, and oh, I, wow. I, I want to give you your flowers. Thank you so oh, much. Man. I really appreciate that. It's really nice. Um, really nice to hear. Really appreciate that. Um, yes, I remember, I do remember, um, and your friend that came, that you came with, how is she doing? She's doing well. She's doing fantastic. Um, she specializes in, um, custom pieces and units for people that are going through a health, uh, situation. So she's doing a wonderful work, um, and on her side in the, in the area that God has called her to minister to, but she opened, she actually opened a salon. Um, and that was actually the business partner that I was talking about in the very first salon. Mm-hmm. Me and her came together, um, but that didn't work out because of, not because of her, but because of the the owners. But she's doing very well. She has a salon um, here in North Carolina. Um, but she's doing very well. I saw her this morning at church. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. So, so what, nice. What, what is her, what is her name again? I forgot her name. Chandra. Chandra. Her mm-hmm. name is Ch- uh, Chandra with a C. C H O N D R A and she her business is Lux Glamorous Wig. I remember I remember that was her name. Um mm-hmm. it's been a while since I've spoken to her as well. Mm-hmm. She's doing yeah, very I well. Definitely. I'm meeting her at the salon that she was in during that time. Mm-hmm. Thinking about um, yeah. her space for our it event. Was, yeah. It was yeah. like the more people we talked to, the more people were kept saying we we wouldn't come to the event if it was in that area. Mm-hmm. That was um, sad, but it was like every person we talked to, they said the same thing. So I was like, okay, people to come to the event, <laughs> you know. So mm-hmm. we, we, we found a different space. 
Mm-hmm. I remember us invite, still inviting her to come, and we explained to her why we weren't going to use her salon because the feedback we kept getting. Understood. And yeah. She, you know, she came. She came to the um, event and brought you. Mm-hmm. And, and did. <laughs> and she did. And the thing about it is, is you know, that's those are things that we just. You know, like, hey, those are those are lessons we learn, right? That's why I closed my first salon. Like, hey, you you know, you got to move, you got to shake. But she had a beautiful thing going on there. Her system was wonderful, and she had it. It was very nice and very laid out. It's just, you know, you know, it's business, right? You know. <laughs> well, you know, not to not to go on and on about it, but to be honest with you, my sister and I didn't see anything wrong with the um the right. area that it was in. Um, but right. somebody, one other person was telling us, you know. Well, people in Charlotte are not going to do this, and you know, so it was just it was one of those things like what people in Charlotte were going to do or weren't going to do, and so we were just like, oh my god, <laughs> we're like confused at this point. We're like, we're just trying to, we before we leave Charlotte, we have to have a venue, so you know, we need to figure this out type of thing. But um, that's that's pretty much how it, how it went down. But she, we loved her salon. We loved the layout of it. Um, and she was just very nice. And when we when hit her up, she was like, yes, I would love for you to, you know, do your event here. And she was very willing. So, I, you know, I really appreciated um, her for that. And um, and then, it's like you, like my sister said, the fact that, you know, she, she did still come to our event. And like you said, she brought you. Right. And that's how we connected right. with you. So um, I'm glad to hear that she's doing very well and, you know, yeah, just doing what and she I'll, was called I'm to do. Know. I'm going to let her know. I talk, I'm sure she saw it. I think she saw me post on Instagram. Um, but I'm definitely going to tell you tell all. Her hello. I will. I most definitely will. Yes. Thank you so much. I'm getting ready to go back out to Instagram now and look at your page and laugh a little bit more. But um uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, but you, yeah, thank you thank you. Some good one. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, I'm gonna really... get back into it. I took a little break. I have people messaging me saying like, "When you going? When you going?" I'm like, y'all, listen, that's a part of it. I have to take care of myself. <laughs> but she'll mm-hmm. be back. <laughs> yep, she'll be back. Exactly. It's a lot, but you know, but you listen. You got enough on there for people to just keep watching. So you take <laughs> right. your time. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> Yeah, so thank you so much again. We greatly appreciate it. Um, appreciate you coming on, and we'll definitely keep in touch. All right. Thank you all so much. You all have a great rest of your week, a blessed rest of your week. And, um, again, I appreciate you all for considering having me on your show. Absolutely. Thank you do you. the same. Have a good night. All right. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We greatly appreciate it. Um, again, that was Ms. Jamaica Sales that we were speaking to just now. She's a, a hairstylist based in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, I forgot to tell her to plug her IG, but she is at Jamaica Renee on Instagram, and that is J I M. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, I'm still here. So. It's at the 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 page that you all are talking about with the hair comedy is at Cake by Jamaica, so that's C A K E B B Y J I M I C A. That's where you can find the um the hair content. 
okay. at Cake by Jamaica. All right. I thought you were gone. Uh, <laughs> so make sure you go out and um, follow that page, Cake by Jamaica. You will laugh. Trust and believe. And I know a lot of her comedy is stuff that we all have seen, heard, or heard about, or even experienced. So um, you'll really enjoy that. All right. Thank you guys again for tuning in tonight. We greatly appreciate it. Have a wonderful evening and have a beautiful and blessed week. Good night, everybody.